Hey guys, and welcome back to the Let's Grab Coffee podcast. I am so excited that it is August and that fall is coming here in Florida, if you can call it fall, because it's still really hot here, but I'm just looking forward to it being cooler. And I know that a lot of you moms out there are prepping to get your kids back to school. And I know that a lot of my teacher friends are in pre-planning starting today. So that's exciting. So um, just thoughts with you guys as you are starting a new school year, at least out here in Florida. Well, friends, I am get to talk to one of my best friends today, Emily James, and she is just a ball of light and energy, and I'm really excited for you to hear from her today. We talk about dreams and what it means to pursue those dreams, be confident in those dreams, but also holding them loosely so that... Um, God could do what he wants with our dreams. And um, we talk about desires in our hearts and how that, um, how we can pursue those things. And we talk about having confidence to do that. And we also talk a lot about books. Um, Emily is one of the most avid readers that I know, and she always provides excellent reading recommendations to me. So if you love to read, especially fiction, she is your girl and you're going to love this conversation today. Friends, I also would love to ask you to rate and review the podcast. Um, I've just been hearing a lot of great feedback and saying that's really encouraging and I'd love for more people to hear it. If you guys are encouraged by the women that I get to talk to, um, I would love for you to rate and review so that other people can um, see, not see, but hear the show and um, get to know these awesome ladies that I get to talk to. So, Without further ado, here is my conversation with Emily. Friends, I am talking to my really good friend, Emily James. And Emily is one of my best friends. We met working at a camp together many years ago. And so I just wanted y'all to meet her and grab coffee with her. And so Emily, because this podcast is called Let's Grab Coffee, if we were sitting across from each other at a coffee shop or a restaurant, what would you be drinking? Oh, for sure. Like anytime, anywhere, an iced chai tea latte. That is a good choice. <laughs> 100% anytime. I don't care if it's cold outside or hot outside. It's iced chai tea latte. I love that. And I think I would be drinking, I mean, this is kind of a fantasy world, but I would be drinking a... <laughs> frozen butterbeer from Universal. That's, <gasps> that's what I'm feeling today. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Oh, it's I'm so good to go with Chai Latte, though. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emily, I can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what where you live and what you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can. Um, so, I my name's Emily. <laughs> hey. And um, I live in Michigan. I lived in Michigan my entire life. Um, I grew up um, kind of like in southern Michigan, pretty close to Indiana. And um, yeah, uh, my parents are both divorced and remarried. So I grew up with a lot of step-siblings um, running around everywhere, <laughs> which was really fun. Always had, like, friends around. Um, my mom and my dad are both Christians. My mom is a super, super, like, great example of a Christian woman. Um, grew up in the church uh, and actually went worked at a, a summer camp with my friend Heather. Uh, <laughs> and um, I went to school at Northern Michigan 
for um, speech pathology. And yeah, I love to read and go on adventures and travel and dad jokes. <laughs> uh, do you have a dad joke at the top of your head? Yeah, I do. Do you? Okay, so what do you call an alligator in a vest? What? An investigator. Uh... <laughs> it's so good. What do you mean? And they always say like, I always say like, oh, let's make like a town and cruise. All right. Th- no, those are great. So everyone, those are the dad jokes of the day. That <laughs> I is, love that. I did not expect this conversation to go that way, but I'm very happy that it did. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned that you studied um, speech pathology. So tell us a little bit about what you do now and kind of how you got to where you are now. Oh my gosh. What a long road. Um, <laughs> so Right now, I am a behavior therapist, behavior technician, um, working with kids with autism. And essentially, you're doing behavioral therapy. It's called ABA therapy, um, applied behavioral analysis. And so, like, what you do is um, you kind of find motivations behind certain behaviors. And then um, taking that motivation, you say, okay, what are they looking for? What do they want? Why are they doing this? And how can we shape the behavior to get them what they need in an appropriate way. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing now. And it's it's kind of hard because it's a, a, a client by client basis. So sometimes if your kid's sick or um, something like that, I'm, I might not get to go to work that day and I have to try to find a sub. So it's a little hard. Um, it's not something that I need a degree for, which obviously having like a background in therapy is super helpful. Um, but it's not what I went to school for. <laughs> so um, going to school, I, I kind of figured I didn't really want to um, finish out and like become a speech pathologist when I was probably in like the last semester of my junior, what would, what would be my junior year um, at my four-year school. And um, I figured, I was like, you know, I've come all this way. I was like, maybe it's just me because I knew I was going to mention this, but being an Enneagram 7, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm always like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I get really bored and really tired of, like, the mundane and the monotonous, and I I like change. So um, going to school for that for so long was kind of like, maybe I'm just being me in the fact that I'm getting bored of doing one thing, and I should give it a chance. So I finished out, got my degree. And then I applied to grad schools, had a horrendous advisor, um, just the worst. I could go on, but I won't. Um, and I applied to like only big schools and it's so expensive to apply to grad schools. So I did that. I only, um, I got waitlisted at three and then I ended up not getting into any. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I worked retail, um, like two retail jobs for a while. Then my grandmother came to live with us and I worked as her caregiver for a year, which actually was like an incredible blessing. And honestly, I think that's probably one of the reasons um, that I didn't go to grad school because my grandmother was estranged from us for like 15 years. So Mm. having her like come and live with us was something that we've been praying for for like more than half my life. So really, truly an incredible answer to prayer. And I I cherish being able to have really like lived with her and coexisted with her and um, been her caregiver for a year. That is that was such a gift. And like looking back on it, 
it was like, okay, this makes sense. You know, this God has a plan and like this, this makes sense. So doing that, I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? What should, what do I want to (laughs) do? What should I do? Um, And yeah, I've just kind of been floating around since. And I found this job after I worked for a couple of years at um, an insurance company, they reached out to me. um, And I've been working here for about a year and a half. And I actually really like it. Um, It was a hard first year, but now it is something that I really love. Yeah. So that's, it's not the dream, but it is working while I work towards the dream. (laughs) So how did you just transitioning from going from this degree that you worked so hard for and to the position that you're in now, like, how do you kind of reconcile, okay, Laura, where are you leading me? Like, why did I spend all this time at this certain field? And now I'm kind of in, you know, especially when you're working in a completely different field, like insurance, how did you kind of reconcile that with the Lord like where do you want me to go like what's the best course of direction because that's something that I'm super struggling with even now as we speak so I was wondering how did you kind of work through that with God and what you thought his plan might be well I think it's it's easy because I'm 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 not one to really worry I don't I don't get worried about the future very often I'm not a high anxiety person and so I I feel like that has been just a blessing, but that's just kind of part of my, my personality. Um, mm. But also, I've, I I talked to my mom a lot. Mm. <laughs> I talked to my mom a lot because she is so full of wisdom and everything she does and everything she thinks about, like her reasoning, all has to do with God and him being present in her life. And so she has been such an incredible sounding board for me to just kind of mom, like, you know, what do I do? This is the situation. I think she's like, we know, what do you think? What do you think you should do? And she's just been really great and helped me kind of shape the way I think about like what situation I'm in or what I'm looking for and how to shape my mindset into really like, okay, how is God involved in this? Because he's involved in everything. And I think sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in our own heads. And so yeah, like talking to my mom has been like such an incredible gift. And really, I'm so lucky and so blessed to have her there, whether she's, you know, physically here or on the phone. That has been really like a pillar for me. <laughs> so I would say that. And then I think also being always looking forward, just kind of like in prayer and like watching and being mindful of doors that are being opened for me and things that are being set up for me, like making sure I'm looking at them and seeing them for what they are rather than, Oh, this is how, how lucky that this happened to happen at this time. But being like, okay, this is set up. This is set up. This is set up. Like leaving from farmers. um, I don't know if I can say that, but whatever. Leaving from (laughs) farmers where I worked, (laughs) I was so unhappy. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I, and going over, I was, to where I work now was so scary but then it was like oh we have someone that you can work with right away oh the family really likes you oh and we can do this and we can do this and it was just like door 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 open 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 and immediately I'm like this is not coincidence this is God setting up these pathways for me to walk through so just being mindful of that Absolutely. 
Yeah. And I think that's, you know, really good advice because I, and I know that this is something that I struggle with. It's like, oh, like this is something that I did. Like I, (laughs) I like made this connection and it's, I've been learning. It's not about anything that you or I or anyone else is really doing. God cares about the details Mm -hmm. in our lives, which is what I think is one of my favorite attributes about the Lord is he cares about those details. The God who created the galaxies cares about my job. Like what is that about? And the people that I interact (laughs) with, what is that about? And so, yeah, yeah, I think just keeping your, your mind and, you know, praying for those opportunities and for you to help see those opportunities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also kind of wanted to talk to you about this as well. I know that you have a big passion for books and for writing and for a lot of different things. And I have a passion (laughs) for theater and, um, you know, we have big dreams, right? And so big dreams, big dreams. (laughs) And, and you and I also have a similar love for traveling. And so how do you kind of reconcile that with just in your life as well? Okay, I have these big dreams, but I also have to be content in the season that I'm in. Do you have any past experiences where you've had to learn contentment or advice on that? Oh, goodness. Um, one too many. <laughs> I am a dreamer, if there ever was one. And just huge ambitions, huge goals always. I've just always been like a dream big. And, and that is really hard in the world that we live in because um, everyone's going to try to tell you that oh, well, only one in a million will that happen. Or, oh, you had to work really hard and you're not a hard enough worker for that. And so it's, and especially like even my family, like I have had, you know, people very, very close to me um, when I say, you know, this is my dream. I really wish I could do this. I'm going to work toward this. Laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> so it is not um, for the faint of heart to have big dreams. But I think when you do have big dreams, you you, you're not faint of heart. You, you learn that you have to be an advocate for yourself. Um, and, and then think, be really smart. Think, okay, like, what do I want? What are all the things that entail, um, getting to that point? And what do I do in the meantime? And I think when I think of what I'm doing now as the meantime, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me that Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I believe in myself so much <laughs> and, and not to be egotistical, but like really I, I know myself and, and I believe in myself and I think that's important. Um, and then when you realize that you can say where I am right now is okay, because yeah. as long as I'm making small steps forward, I can be content where I am because I'm still moving forward, even though it's slower. So, um, like for example, I, my, my like full on dream would be to somehow get paid to travel, (laughs) um, somehow get paid to travel, whether like having my own travel vlog on YouTube or being able to write for a travel magazine or like literally anything like that where I get paid to travel. That's my dream. So I have like started a blog. Um, my friend and I have filmed, all the places we've been, like London, we just did a Detroit day where we were there for all the whole day, filmed, planned everything out, and like downloading editing software and things like that. And so when I do that in my free time, and I feel like I'm moving forward, 
working at the job that I work at is more of like, oh, this is going to help me in the meantime. This is a way for me to get money to save up so that I can go farther forward toward my dream. So if you look at it as everything is like working toward this one thing, and that includes what you think is mundane about your life. Like, look at the intricacies of what the like the mundane things are and how they attach and could attach to um, moving forward. That's, like, what fully gets me. Like, I'm totally content, totally good. And even though I'm hungry and thirsty for, you know, the big, the big dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm okay with where I am. And, you know, I think the Lord gives us dreams for a reason. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that reason is to pursue that dream. And sometimes it's, he's asking us to give something up, a dream up for something better. And I know that that was really true in my life. When I, when I was in high school, I dreamt of being a Broadway actress (laughs) and (laughs) I, that was my dream. Like I just wanted to move to New York city and quickly I realized that one, I don't really have the talent for that as much as a Broadway person would need to have. And two, he really led me to doing education. So even with the dreams that he gives us, it's, we have to be obedient to what he's placed on our heart, but we also have to be willing to be content with where we're at. And, you know, maybe if he asks us to give it up for his glory, he's going to have even something better in mind. So I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. So what are some of your uh, dream places that you want to travel to? Oh, um, I, I really, so I, I love London more than any place that I have ever conceived to be on the earth in my mind. So <laughs> I, I, I love London so much and I would go back in a heartbeat anywhere in England, really. Like, I just love the, like the culture over there and like the manners and like they're just like kind of the way that they do things and and you know the the history there is just so incredible and, and so much older than you can get anywhere in the United States because you know we're such a new new country really and I but I really want to go to like Tokyo I think that'd be like such a a cool experience because like they have this whole section subsections of culture that are so prevalent just walking down the street like Harajuku like street fashion culture like stuff like that you're just gonna see like when you're walking and you can go to these different districts and it's just a a totally new world away from what we have here in the U.S. So I think probably Tokyo and then I would say I would love to go to Greece. This is gonna sound really weird but I've always wanted to go to Reykjavik which I you've been there right? Yes so that's yes so jealous yes it's it's pretty great uh we really liked it it was it was wonderful I want to go back there in the winter because we went in August when we went so I want to go back in the winter someday yeah I saw pictures and I was like oh she (laughs) like I was so jealous but I I mean obviously like I was so happy for you I was like look at her having her little adventures I was was so jealous I want to go on adventures too Iceland is so incredibly beautiful like and from your guys' pictures too, like what was your what was your favorite part about it? Oh man, there was a lot. I would just say just the beauty of it. We drove a lot. So we stayed in Reykjavik and then we drove to I forget the town names, um, but the Black Sand Beach, there's like all these beautiful cliffs and just mountains. And you can just, if you, when you look out the window there, you can just see waterfalls like coming from the oh. mountains as you're driving. <laughs> and it was just, it was amazing. And Yeah. And I just, I think the culture was really cool. We didn't have a whole lot of time there. We had about five days, but we had 
so much fun and it's so beautiful and what was really cool about the summer is that it stays light outside until about 11 p.m or midnight so oh right like yeah, Alaska so only, kind of yeah so it only gets dark for about three or four hours so that was pretty cool and uh you didn't really sleep a lot because the sun was up <laughs> at like three in the morning but uh it was great yeah highly recommend going I'll have to do that. I, I got to look into flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I actually kind of want to go back to something that you said earlier, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, for kind sure. of sparked a question for me. So I know for myself and a lot of, of my friends, so going back, almost going scared, right? That's a that's also a podcast, but um, going scared into something that you're dreaming about because you have the confidence. Like you're like, hey, I don't know what the future holds. I might be a little scared, but I'm confident in myself and what Mm -hmm. I can do. And I know that a lot of people second guess themselves and question themselves. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's something I admire about you is you are, you are confident in who you are, what your abilities are. So how do you, how did you kind of gain that confidence? Cause that's something that I'm still working on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't know. To be honest, like, I feel like a a lot of it is just like my God-given personality I feel like that's one of a gift like that is truly a gift a lot a lot of it is having to be unabashedly myself like I can't not be myself and so when that happens when that's part of who you are you kind of just have to shape it in a way that you can present to other people as like hey I'm me and I'm okay with it so whatever you think is on you and your opinion. And that was a really hard lesson to learn that like other people's opinion of you is just that it's their opinion. It doesn't have to do with anything of who you really are, whether it's a, you know, two minute conversation you have with a barista at Starbucks or like someone you've known for your whole life. They're going to think differently of you and your personality, like based on how they perceive you, not necessarily how you're presenting yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, yeah. I think that's really good. And yeah, I think too, it's, I tend to find my confidence in like either my achievements or like my relationships. Mm. Oh, they really like me. So I must be doing something right. But I've been learning that, <laughs> you know, that's not my identity. My identity is not what other people, what other people think. My identity no. is in Christ. And yes. like he gave me abilities that only I can do and unique gifts that only, you know, you could do. And so building upon that confidence and not being such a stinking people pleaser because that's what I really struggle oh with, so. I used to be a people pleaser like you would not believe like really yeah like when I was I mean not when I was in high school but a little bit like starting college I have this thing where I want people to like me and if someone does not like me I don't like that even though I'm very confident in myself the confidence is sometimes I don't want to say like a negative thing but it can come across as like pretentious or like a little too obnoxious or boisterous and I feel like when people don't like that it rubs in the wrong way I I get a little annoyed because I'm like well that's just how I am and I don't understand why you don't like it and maybe I can do something to change that and and essentially like being a people pleaser like oh I want them to like me I want to make them like me how do I make them like me so that like that is that gets in your head make one specific person like you when you think about it like think about all the people that already like you right just for like yourself (laughs) but like this one person you're like oh I'm gonna come on you gotta like me come on look how great I am like I can tap dance and right 
Oh, well, I was just reading Crazy Love by Francis Chan, and it was basically like he put in what a lukewarm Christian looks like, and mm-hmm. essentially he said, like, it's a people pleaser, you know, it's because you're not, you're afraid to speak the truth, and I struggle with that. I, I struggle with telling people the truth because I'm afraid it might offend them, or oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, and. It's also, I think, too, when we struggle with people pleasing, it's not so much about thinking if they're going to like us. It's like, how can we serve this person? How can we love this person better? Because even if they don't like us and we're we're called to love our enemies and called to love on people who aren't like us. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's a frame of mind that I've been working on instead of trying to be like, okay, how can I get this person to like me? It's no, how can I serve this person? How can I show them love even if they're not? my number one fan you know wow yeah I really love that because I feel like a lot of things that we do that are self-seeking could be easily turned outward with like a small tweak and a small change Mm -hmm. in the frame of like reference and your change in your mindset just like you said oh I really want them to like me well there's a reason that they don't like me maybe I can serve them better so that they can see God's love in me and and that can be something that might brighten their day or make them feel better or more comfortable. And yeah, it's, it's, that's such an interesting thought. I really like that a lot. <laughs> well, I think too, it's just exhausting thinking about how you're being perceived all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my goodness, it's <laughs> exhausting. And I think, you know, going back to us working at camp together. So Emily and I worked at this family camp for, we worked together for two summers, but we both worked there three summers, but one summer we didn't work together. So right. <laughs> So it's a, it's a family camp and pretty much you work what, like 16 hour days. Your day starts at 725. I very distinctly remember (laughs) 725 AM and we didn't go to bed till almost midnight and there wasn't really breaks because how it worked was you served all the meals, you cleaned the the dining hall, you also counseled uh, small groups. So you either run all the activities to like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So us college kids were in charge of basically running the whole camp and running ropes <laughs> courses in the craft room. So yeah, very busy and exhausting. And I think there though was where I really learned, like I say this a lot just in my life, like that's where I learned what being a Christian is and how to serve God and serve other people. Because before mm. then it was very much just living my life. <clears throat> and yeah, I, say I believe it, but that's where I really fell in love with the Lord was by serving others. And that's something that I want to get back to. Maybe not, I'm not, feasibly, I'm not gonna be able to do that 17, 18 hours a day, <laughs> but you know, like in the workplace, you know, right. and even now I'm, you know, I'm in the process of finding a new job. And so just really praying, okay, Lord, where would you have me go to serve you the best? And I, you know, I'm not saying that's the frame of mind I have all the time. It's not, but just constantly coming back to, okay, where would you have me go and serve others? Mm. So it's, that's a tough, yeah, it's a tough thing to remember. And it's not where any, I don't think any of our minds go naturally. So no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And the thing, the crazy thing is too, is like, I look back on that time and I'm like, I don't know how I wasn't dead, just dead all the time. (laughs) And I know that like God can provide energy and things like that. But I truly think that that was such an experience in camaraderie and really, truly being a part of like an immersive Christian mini culture 
that it really does change you. And, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of deterred me from coming back. I still came back because of the my peers because of these people that were my age who were wiser than me in some areas that could I could look to them because it's always easier when you look to your peers and and you see things like that your peers are learning and that they are willing to help you out with and teach you and bring you up which is truly truly like like you said it's just such an experience looking at that at that camp so yeah I 100% agree with that I think just some of the best summers of my life were there. And I think that's for that reason is we just grew into the people that we are today, I think. So, yeah, that's good stuff. So I kind of want to transition our conversation just a little bit because you are one of the most avid readers that I know. And (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I'm literally always texting you being like, um, I need a book recommendation, (laughs) recommendation. I was laughing through that. So do you just tell me a little about what you like to read? And I know you also get this super cool subscription box once a month. So that helps your reading. I did. I I don't anymore. Yeah. I, so Yeah, I love books. I have been a reader since I was a kid, and it has, that little bug has not gone away. I have a large collection (laughs) of books, and I really like everything, a little bit of everything. I'm not, the only thing I don't really like is Western historical fiction. If it's some sort of Western (laughs) or like prairie, anything of that nature, bye. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I can't do it. I'm not interested in it. But everything else, even like some, my favorite nonfiction are autobiographies by funny people. I know that's really specific, but I do. I just love autobiographies by either comedians or like actors and actresses or if it really influential people who are just like clever, witty, funny people. One of my favorites is called, is anybody, no, what is it called? It's um, one of my favorite autobiographies is called, is everyone hanging out without me by Mindy Kaling. (laughs) And I love her. She's great. And this book is so funny and so clever. And his, a lot of her like mindset is so me like, is everyone hanging out without me? What's going on? Like, am I part of it? What's, yeah. So I, and she's so funny too. So I really enjoyed that book. And then I love fiction. I just love all fiction, except for the Western historical fiction. Um, But everything else I really love. I really love fantasy sci-fi stuff. That's probably like my little niche that I like the best. And then classics. I own a lot of classics and I I love that kind of stuff. And then anything Harry Potter, as you know, I love Harry Potter. Yes, yes. And yeah, I've been reading some great books. I made it a goal to really get into, because sometimes you just don't have time to read. Even if you love books, you just don't have time. And so I feel like I haven't read a lot this year compared to like, comparatively to you know my other years that I have been reading throughout and so I was like okay for July I need to like read books make it an intentional act and so I just got done reading this book called The Loneliest Girl in the Universe by Lauren James it's a really really fast read and it's so interesting it's about this girl who lives on a ship that was sent from the U.S. from NASA 
to go to this other planet. It's going to take 50 years to get to it. And they're like, okay, the planet here, it's rotting. We got to find somewhere else. So they send her parents a bunch of other astronauts. Her parents get pregnant and she ends up being the only girl in this through a series of events. Her parents die. All the other astronauts die. And she's basically by herself on this ship. Still trying to get to this place. But it sounds very science fiction. But the way that it's written would, it's like a feasible way, like, of how it would happen if, you know, like, 70, 80 years in the future we had the technology to travel long, long, long distances in space and yeah and the way that it's formatted is there some of them are log entries and some of them are emails from people from earth and yeah it's just a really fun fast easy read and it's like not really like anything I've ever ever read before so I really like that because I feel like I read things a lot and I'm like I've read this story a million times or you know you get the same tropes and (laughs) so Yeah, this one was really good. That was similar to a book I just read. I just read Daisy Jones and the Six. And it's all, it's really good. It's about a fictional 1970s band. And the whole thing is written like an oral history. So yeah, it's totally different. So I really liked that book. I'm also doing a reading challenge this year. You've inspired me to kind of (laughs) challenge myself in reading. My goal is to read 30 books. I'm about 16 books in. So I'm doing nice. okay for being yeah, happy here. You're doing perfect. Yeah. And so some of my favorites, let me know if you've read these. The Crazy Rich Asian series oh, is love. hilarious. I love those. Also a book that you, I thought of you this whole time I was reading this book. It's called <laughs> The Printed Letter Bookshop. It's by Catherine Ray. Ray. Oh my gosh. So cute and cozy. Mm-hmm. It's just like the perfect book to read on a rainy day or in the winter time when it's, you know, cold by a fireplace. So do you know what's yeah, funny is I, I saw you either post on your Instagram story or something about it. And I immediately looked it up. <laughs> I was you like, did? What is it? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I immediately looked it up and I was like, what is this book? This sounds so cute. And so I was like, okay, I got to look this up. And I was like, okay, add to my to read list. So it's actually on my list to read of the four books I'm going to read this month. It's actually, I'm reading right now a different book but it's after that one what are you reading right now um it's called a thousand beginnings and endings and okay. it's a compilation of asian mythology stories retold by asian writers and edited together in this book called a thousand beginnings and endings and it's really amazing thus far i love mythology one of my favorite books is norse mythology by neil gaiman he rewrites all these Norse mythology stories in chronological order from the beginning to Ragnarok, which is like the Norse end of the world. Anyway, sorry, getting away from that. (laughs) This one is just a compilation of, yeah, myths and legends from Asian mythology. And they were writing in their foreword that they really, really wanted the compilers, the editors, Ellen O and Elise Chapman. They really wanted them to be spoken through Asian authors. And so mm-hmm. each one of these is written by someone who has grown up with these stories or has some sort of connection to these myths and legends. And so I think that just kind of makes it a little bit more special. There's 15 retellings in the book, and I'm on the third one right now. So 
What are some of your, could you name your top five favorite books? <sighs> I Yes, I could. <laughs> it's easier if you gave a genre, but I will do my best. <laughs> okay. And I would just like to point out, these are just top five in no particular order, because I don't think I have a favorite book. I have like a favorite group of books that I like the best, which are going to be these five. So in no particular order... <laughs> The entire series of Harry Potter. There. <laughs> I'm counting that as one. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I love Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Oh, man. I haven't really thought about this. Those are my top three. And then I would say I really loved The Hunger Games. Those are, like, some of my favorites. I've read those over. And, oh, goodness. It's so hard. It's so hard to take all of your books that you've ever read and like put them into categories. I would say maybe my last one is probably like the Collective Chronicles of Narnia. I really love series. So even though I, I like most books that I read, but I say those are probably the ones that are like closest to my heart or have had some sort of like impact on me emotionally or literarily. Those ones. Yeah. <laughs> So usually we're kind of running out of time. I could just yeah. I could just sit and talk to you for hours. But same. <laughs> um, so I know you read a lot, but are you watching anything? Like, what's your current binge on Netflix or Hulu? Anything currently? Yeah. So I just finished Stranger Things. Okay. Loved it. Great. I heard it was Super good. Great. Yeah, it was really really good, and it was very different from the other seasons, which I really liked. I just finished that. I mean, the first two seasons were good anyways, but, like, this one was just, like, a cherry on top. And then <laughs> I also am – I just got done watching – well, I'm watching Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Um, I love, okay. like, watching shows and movies, so <laughs> um, I have, like, all the subscription services. But, yeah, I just got – well, I'm continuing to watch. I'm not quite done yet. Um, Good Omens on Amazon Prime, which is actually based on a book by one of my favorite authors, Neil Gaiman. And that's been really great. Um, and I mindlessly for like, I always watch something to fall asleep to. And I've been starting to like rewatch Grey's Anatomy, okay. which, which I've actually never finished. So, you know, just kind yeah. of working on it. it was, <laughs> I was like 15 seasons. I was like, oh my it's gosh. very long. I was, I watched that for a long time. And then I kind of pieced out after about, I think 10 seasons. I was like, I can't keep up with this anymore. It's so sad every episode. So I'm just done. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like like something so long, like you're going to lose people along the way. You're like, uh, one day you just stop watching it and then you never watch it again. Right. Which is kind of sure. crazy. Yeah. All right, Emily. Well, I'm grateful for you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with yeah. us and grabbing coffee with me. And I will talk to you later, friend. Guys, isn't Emily just so much fun? I was really encouraged by our conversation today and I hope that you were too. Guys, good news. Our podcast is now up on Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. So go check those out if that's your preferred method of listening to podcasts. All right, guys, in September, we have some really cool tentatively scheduled guests. I'm really excited to um, talk to them and I hope that you'll join us back here in a few weeks. In the meantime, please go ahead and write and review on Apple Podcasts just so we can spread the word. I would really appreciate it. 
right, guys, enjoy the rest of your August. Maybe go grab one of those book recommendations that Emily gave and go read them by the pool. And I will see you in a few weeks. Bye.